Thank you for joining today's Accelerate Your Performance podcast. And thank you for having a desire to be your best at work and helping your organization achieve success. The podcast focuses on tactical actions to improve workplace performance culture. And these tactics align to our nine principles for organizational excellence. This is a one of three introductory episode describing the nine principles for organizational excellence. In this podcast, I provide a brief overview of principles one, two, and three. The nine principles are grounded in best practice research focused on organizational excellence. In organizations, we first start with our desire to be the best at our work. We then consistently use tools and tactics to achieve results. So let's talk about the principles. Principle one, commit to excellence. A commitment to excellence positively impacts the bottom line results. It also allows the organization to live out its mission and values. We know the organization's direction and how what we do contributes to that direction. When I work with organizations, one of the things that people tell us is, you know, we think we could work in a better way if we just knew the direction of the organization and how what we do aligns to that direction. It also allows us to live by the organizational values, and those values are not put on us, but they're defined by our people. We've all worked for really good or great organizations and ones that were not so good. When we work in great organizations, we know what we do is meaningful. We like going to work. In bad organizations, we come to work and wonder, gosh, why did we show up today or any day? And then in many instances, we try to find ways to just get out the door as quickly as possible. Committing to excellence means we have excellence across the board in our organizations, and that's really important. It's when people in the organization tell others, you know, I work in a great place. Employees feel valued, they have input, and they're recognized for the good work that they do. We know when we walk into an excellent organization, regardless of who we're connecting with, we experience positive interactions. Now think of this. Have you ever walked into an office stood at a desk, watched people do everything they could except make that eye contact with you, and right away you know this is not an excellent organization, even if all others in that organization welcomed you with open arms. Principle two, measure the important things. As leaders, we're responsible for working with our teams to set that organizational direction. It's what our employees and our teams are going to live out. But as leaders, we're responsible for at least setting that initial direction. So we ask these questions. Why do we do what we do? Where are we now? Where do we want to go to provide the best service to those we serve? How are we going to get there? How are we going to know if the path is the right one? And how will we know we've arrived? How will we get better and better at serving others each and every day? So to best answer these questions, we need to know how to measure the important things. Now, this means determining the measures that define organizational success 
And when we do, it means tracking that performance along the way and then aligning our strategic priorities, what we're going to do and how we're going to focus our people on the right work. When I work with organizations, you know, I hear people say, we're doing a lot of work, we're working hard. And then I ask them, but are you focusing on the right work? And then I get these blank looks because they don't know, because usually they don't really know the direction of the organization. This whole process helps us know when things are working well and when we have opportunities to improve. I've found people are motivated when goals are achieved, and they want to engage in the right actions to achieve positive results. They're also motivated to achieve improved results where needed. We don't measure just to measure. Yesterday I was working at an organization and we were talking about measurement and we were talking about all the things. They were talking about all the things that they could measure. And I just simply asked them, you know, are they all important? Are they important to help us drive the right behavior to get to the place that we want to go? And so we spent really a couple hours on determining what that meant. And we ended up in a really great place. In the long run, what we know is that our measures represent the impact of the work on those we serve. And that's how we determine the right measures. I work with universities and colleges throughout the country. And an important measure, and of course it is, is student retention. The number of students who start college, stay there, and graduate. We measure student retention in universities and colleges because it's our core business. Why? Because we want our students to be successful. That's why we're there. And so what we know about that measure is it has an impact on that student's life. It's the, it's the measure and the tracking of that measure that determines whether or not a student might be successful or not. Principle three, build a culture around service. All organizations have a culture, and that culture develops from the way people act with each other, how they interact with their customers, how they interact with their clients, how they come to work every day. It stems from the way that leaders also interact with their employees and how employees then interact with each other. Culture is influenced by what we've been talking about, organization strategies, behaviors, and expectations. A service culture includes defined expectations for how we interact and treat each other. So it's just not automatic. A culture, when we walk in, we just don't say, today, this is going to be our culture. Our culture evolves from the way that we work with each other each day. So how are we expected to serve each other in our organization? How are we expected to serve our customers? And here's the catch that we've talked about. The way we treat each other affects the way we serve our customers. So it's very difficult to have a good customer-client-focused organization if we have a negative culture. Here's what it feels like to experience great customer service and how that service becomes infectious. I have a lot of travel stories just because that's very much a part of my life. I travel most every week. And last week I was making my way home uh, on a Delta flight And I was in Atlanta, where I spend a lot of time on my way to Pensacola, which is my home. And I was uh, also, because I uh, fly a lot, I have uh, a lot of points, and so I get a lot of perks. And one of those perks is I get 
to fly in first class or premium class every now and then. And so this was one of those nights. It was a Wednesday. Wednesday, you have a better opportunity to do that in the midweek. And so I was walking in the uh, getting ready to get on the plane, and the professional at the Delta counter was checking us in. And there was a person in front of me. I was the second person in line, and there was one person in front of me. It was an individual who had the ticket, her ticket on her iPhone, but she didn't know how to use it. I thought, that's kind of odd. So the individual um, attendant at the counter helped her use it, and she made her way uh, to, to the plane. When we got in the plane, the flight attendant you know, said, can I help you? Because she looked a little bit lost. And I was thinking, wow, I, this is really odd that this person would be in premium and not know how to use a ticket. And I, then I heard her say, you know, my seat is 17A. And so then I knew, you know, she just really didn't understand the system. But the flight attendant, here's what's so great, just nicely escorted the individual to her seat. And so I, we got off the plane, and I was going down the escal- escalator toward the, the baggage claim, and I saw this individual. And she looked lost again. And so I went up to her, and I said, can I help you? And she said, I'm trying to find my niece, but before I do, I have to get my baggage. And she had a language barrier. And so I just asked her if I could escort her to the baggage claim, helped her get her baggage, helped her find her niece, and she was on her way. The Delta attendants didn't have to do that, but when they did that, they set the tone for that experience, and they also helped me do the right thing when I got to Pensacola to be helpful. That's what building a culture of service is all about. Thank you for joining me today. I look forward to connecting with you as we launch the Accelerate Your Performance podcast so that we can share tools and tactics that align to the nine principles for achieving organizational excellence. Have a great week.